Amen. Ray, worship team, thank you very much. Great worship. And if you're new here to GRX this morning, I want to give you a warm welcome. Thank you for joining us for worship and for us to be gathered here on this Sunday to be praying together, worshiping God. It's just a great day to be here in God's presence. I'm Pastor Scott. I'm the lead pastor here. And I'm just so fired up about what we're going to be doing for this month. Today is the beginning of March, and for the month of March, we're going to be engaged in the 30 days of prayer. We've got these prayer journals that are out uh, on the welcome table. If you want to get one of these, there's a page for every day. Today is March 2nd, which means if you don't have one and you want to pick up one, you're not that far behind. Today, March 2nd. And you can go back later on this afternoon and just do March 1st. It's the first day. And so you can join with us. And as a church, as a community, we're praying together and we're taking time each day to pray, to set aside time to be with God every day, particularly for this month. We're going to focus on that. The 30 days of prayer There's two things that I'm hoping will emerge from this and goals that I would have for our time together as we pray together. And there are these two things. One is attentiveness to God. And the second thing is awareness. Awareness of God's presence. Attentiveness to God and awareness. what 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 do you mean? What do you mean? This is what I mean. Sometimes when a church will do a prayer month, a focus on prayer, then a church will come and say, hey, here's our whole list of things that we're going to pray about. We're going to pray for this. 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 We've got a whole kind of laundry list of things that we'd want God to do or prayers that we want God to answer. Our 30 days of prayer is going to be a little bit different than that. Our 30 days of prayer is going to be moving us towards a greater attentiveness or a greater greater awareness to God. And the reason why I'm wanting us to do that is because, I mean, let's be honest with ourselves, right? If you look at your life and you look at your calendar, you look at your iCal calendar, or if you've got a Blackberry, you're looking at your device, I bet if your life is like a lot of people, your life is super busy, packed, over-programmed. Those boxes that you've scheduled, they're all like overlapping, right? It's like, oh man, how am I going to do all this? My boxes are overlapping. And we wake up and we're just running and running and running until we get to bed. And we're so busy that we just miss God. And we miss ourselves. And so my hope is that for us, as we take these 20 to 30 minutes every day and we set that aside, that we would become aware of God's presence, God's voice, God's speaking to us, God's leading, and God's guidance. So that's what this is, and that's what this guidebook is. It's every day. There's a page every day. And that's the request that every day we carve out 20 or 30 minutes each day to pray. It's like an an exercise. It's like an exercise every day to pray. 
And you can think about this a little bit. Um, we could, you could think about prayer and your prayer life like a muscle. A prayer or your prayer life is, is like a muscle. And um, I, just, I just learned about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, but there's this exercise that uh, guys in the men's group were telling me about it. And um, Pastor Ali's an expert on it, so he was telling me about it as well. But it's this thing called a kettle, kettle, kettlebell, kettlebell exercise. And what you do is you're supposed to strengthen your back. Do people know the kettlebell exercise? This is, this is really good information. And you're glad you came to GRX because this is a workout. The kettlebell exercise, you get this really heavy weight, like 15 pounds or 20 pounds, and it sits on the ground. It's like a bowling ball with a handle on it. And you pick it up, and you swing it back and forth like this. And you swing it back and forth, and uh, it's supposed to strengthen your back. Prayer and our prayer life is a little bit like our exercise, like working out, like jogging. The more that we do it with guidance, the better and better we will be at exercising. And in prayer, the more that we do it, the more that we practice it, we'll actually get better at it. And so that's this metaphor that I'm working with. Prayer exercise, this 30 days that we, for 20 or 30 minutes, would exercise Prayer means we'd set aside that time, that we'd carve out that time. All right, so now you're thinking, oh, man, I can't do that. I can't do that. There's so much, you know. So here are some obstacles, right? I was thinking, what are some obstacles that I think we would run into? I'm too busy, all right? Maybe you can find yourself somewhere on this list or you'd add something else. I'm too distracted. Man, when I pray, my mind is so busy. I'm too distracted. I'm too distracted. I can't do that. Or how about this? Sometimes when I pray, I don't know what to say. I just feel kind of nervous about that. Some people, they pray. You know, I'm afraid of silence. You know, I don't, I don't know what to do. Or some people go, I don't know. I'm afraid of looking foolish. If I'm praying in a group with people, like at one of these prayer groups, I'm kind of... I'm afraid of of looking foolish. You know, at GRX, one of the things we're really pushing into is not just sort of the form of Christianity. We're trying to look at what does it really mean to follow Jesus Christ? And what does it really mean to grapple with being a follower of God in the real world? So if you can find yourself on this list or any of these things are saying, man, these are... These are obstacles for me to pray. Then you are numbered among all of us. Because I would say that all of these things are obstacles for us to pray. I'm too busy. Man, I'm too distracted in my mind. I don't know what to say. I'm afraid of silence. Or I don't want to look foolish. Or You know, the list goes on and on. But you know, the bottom line is that we're in a struggle. And we are in a struggle to pay attention to God. And the accuser, the evil one, the one who opposes you, the one who doesn't want you to connect with God, is going to throw all these distractions up and say, see, you can't pray. You're too busy for 20 minutes. And all these things are just going to come against you. So I'd say, just like exercise, we're going to all do this together. All of us are doing this all together so that we can work through this stuff and carve out the time this month to pray. But if these are the obstacles, for me, my question is, 
What's the upside? What would be the upside to take in 20 or 30 minutes every day to pray this month? The upside is listening to God. That maybe this is an upside. That maybe God has been waiting to get your attention. Maybe God wants your attention. That's a pretty big upside. If God wants to talk to you, maybe there's something that God is wanting to speak to you. But I've been too busy and you've been too busy to wait for him to speak. I'd say that's a pretty big upside. That the God of the universe, the creator God, Jesus Christ, wants to speak to you and actually wants to say something specific to you. That's why the goal is attentiveness to God, awareness of God's presence, that there might be something that God wants to say to you this month. And this month is an opportunity don't miss it. This month is an opportunity for you, with, along with all of us, to draw away from all of our business and all of our calendar to say, okay, God, what do you want to say to me? What do you want to speak to my heart and my life in this month? What's more important than listening to God? I don't know. My taxes are due April 15th. I got to get my taxes done. Are my taxes more important than listening to God? Mm. I don't know, right? They say there's no such thing that's a certain thing except death and taxes. But I'll tell you this thing. After I die, I'm not paying any more taxes. But after I die, I am going to be spending some time with Jesus. So let's spend some time with Jesus now, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day. Maybe Jesus wants you here with us at GRX right now for this month so that you can draw away and listen to what he's wanting to speak to your life right now. Do it. Do it. And then I just thought this could be kind of fun, okay? I just thought this could be pretty fun to do. And I think it'd be fun to do because we're all doing this together, 30 days of prayer. When you pray, this is a little bit of an invitation and a bit of a challenge to you at GRX. Okay, so when you open your prayer journal up and you pray and you do your 20 or 30 minutes, I would love this. I would really love this. I would love it if once you did that, then you would just shoot me an email and you would just say, Hey, Pastor Scott, I prayed today. That's it. You don't have to tell me what you prayed about unless you want to. You can tell me that. You don't have to tell me where you prayed. You don't even have to tell me how long you prayed, right? That's between you and God. You just, if you prayed, just shoot me an email. My email address is on the back of this program here about the bulletin. It's scott.lou at grx.org. You just, just shoot me a quick email. And I'm looking forward to have in my inbox 
just begin to kind of fill up with all this stuff. And it'll just be this thing, you know, I'll be like your accountability partner. You pray, and then you just shoot off a quick email, scott.lu at grx.org. Hey, I prayed today. You don't even have to write me a message, just put it in the subject line. I prayed. That's it. And I'll be looking forward to seeing my whole inbox just load up all week with all this stuff. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, and I'm praying too. And so we're going to pray all together. Even before service started, there are a couple of us that were just praying here, praying over the very seats that you are now sitting on, praying that God would bless you and pray that God would pour out his spirit on you and draw you into his presence this morning, praying for you before you came. So that's what we're doing. So what is prayer? We're going to look at prayer just a little bit today. What is prayer? How would you define it? What would you say that it is? I'd say it's really simple. Prayer is simply connecting with God. It's not really complicated. It's just connecting with God. Prayer is communication with God. It's like having coffee with God. It's prayer. It's communication. Primary speech. It's, we know how to pray. Little kids, when they're really small, they know how to pray. We're hardwired in to pray. It's just our heart's communication with God. Speaking and listening. That's what prayer is. It's bringing our authentic selves, whoever you are, to a time of awareness and attentiveness to God. You don't need to pray like me. You don't need to pray like Pastor Ali. You don't need to pray like the person sitting next to you in your small prayer group. You can just pray out of your heart and your words. Your words are good enough. Your words, your authentic words, are what God wants to hear from you. That's what prayer is, communication, hearing from God and listening to God. What is prayer not? Prayer is not a performance. Prayer is not a performance. So if one of your concerns is, man, when I pray with people in these groups, I'm going to be afraid of what people think of me. It's not a performance. Don't be fake. Don't be fake. Right? Jesus, Jesus preaches against that. Jesus says, don't be fake. Jesus in Matthew 6 says this, and when you pray, you must not pray like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Don't pray like that just to put on a show for other people because it's really fake. It's really, you know, awkward. And, you know, God knows. God knows. Hey, so I'm going to show a video clip. And just as you think about this, I want you to think prayer as communication or prayer as performance. What do you think's going on here? And if you feel a little awkward, don't worry. I felt a little awkward watching this too.
This might look like they're praying silently, but they're actually not. This is as they're going to find out where the volume is on this. What's going on here is this is a scene from a, a movie called Meet the Parents. And uh, what you got, who's, that's uh, Robert De Niro. He's the father. He's the father of the uh, fiancé. And what's the other guy's name, actor? Greg, would you like to say Grace? He's going to... Oh, uh, well, uh, Greg's Jewish dad. He was asked to pray. You're telling me the Jews don't pray, honey? Unless you have some objection. No, 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 no. No, I'd love to. Pam, come on. It's not like I'm a rabbi or something. I said Grace and many a dinner table. Oh, dear God, thank you. You are such a good God to us, a a kind and gentle and accommodating God. And we thank you, oh, sweet, sweet Lord of hosts, for the smorgasbord you have so aptly lain at our table this day and each day by day day by day by day oh dear lord three things we pray to love thee more dearly to see thee more clearly to follow thee more nearly day by day by day. Amen. Amen. Oh, Greg, that was lovely. Thank you, Greg. That was interesting, too. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for that Godspell rendition. That was awkward as well. Prayer. All right, don't do that. Don't do that. It would be funny. I mean, it would be funny at your prayer groups if you did that, you know? Your prayer facilitator started, Dear Lord, three things I pray. To see the, you know, I mean, we can laugh at each other and we can laugh at ourselves in that. But we don't need to put on any kind of performance and just be ourselves and just pray. And you want to pray silently? Pray silently. You want to pray out loud? Pray out loud. If you'd rather write your prayers, that's why we have the journal. You can write. If you're more comfortable writing your prayers, that's where you feel like you can pray then write out your prayers. You want to pray while you're walking outside because, man, you really, you just love nature and you feel like that opens up your soul, then pray while you're walking. If, you, if your heart gets opened up while you're listening to music and you're just like singing in your car, listening to K-Love, and you're just praying while you're going down the highway and you're just singing at the top of your lungs and you're praying in that, then pray. Pray that way. Now, when you're driving... Pray with your eyes open, please. But pray, pray. Just how you know. Just let it be who you are. Let it be natural. Speaking, listening, communicating with God. That's what this book is. This book is a guide. It's a guidebook for you. Every Sunday, I've written up a different prayer exercise or a prayer activity. So on Sunday, you read that prayer activity, you see what the activity is, and then you follow it through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you have any questions, you can email me about it. 
But all the directions and the guide for praying is just in here. And so if you, uh, you can follow that along, and it just keeps us on track. And this is, what, this is how we're going to be praying for this month. Four prayer exercises. And the exercises move us, actually, to a greater awareness of God. Actually, the way the exercises are designed are to move us more and more towards a greater attentiveness. And that'll make sense when you actually see what the exercises are. What we're going to look at today is we're actually just looking at a very, very small part of Scripture. These four Sundays that we're going to be preaching in March, we're going to be actually looking at the Lord's Prayer. How does Jesus say to pray? And each week, either myself or Pastor Ali is going to be preaching out of a very small portion of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. And that gives us some insight into how Jesus says, teach this kind of prayer. So Matthew 6, verses 9 following, says this, and this is what Jesus says about how to pray. Jesus gives these instructions and this guide, this sort of model for teaching. Matthew 6, 9 to 13 says this. Jesus says, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So we're going to spend the month looking at this and actually this week's prayer exercise also uses this as a guide. But this prayer that Jesus teaches us is what I'm calling first things. That the very first things that Jesus begins are our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. I'm going to spend the rest of this morning just looking at that. This very first thing. That Jesus, out of all of his prayer, would start with this first thing. Our Father. Our Father. Now, when I think about people and when they pray... Usually I think the first thing that we pray about is, oh God, help me. Or, oh God, I really need you to do this. Oh God, I really need you to take care of this for me. Oh God, I'm having this really hard time at work. Man, I got a boss who's really bugging me. So God, can you somehow, you know, can you take care of this? I think when we we begin praying, usually our first prayers are, God, will you do something for me? Will you take care of this thing for me? But what's striking me about this is when Jesus says, hey, pray like this. He prays, our Father, who's in heaven, hallowed, or make holy your name. And I thought, why does Jesus start there? Because most of my prayers start with me asking for something. And what struck me as I was looking at this was our Father. When Jesus invites us to pray, and draws us into a sense of attentiveness, Jesus is not wanting us to be attentive to our needs. Those are there. Those are later on in the prayer. But where Jesus starts is our Father. Jesus is orienting us in the prayer to an attentiveness to God, to God as Father, to God as provider, to the God who loves us, 
to a father who will look after us. And the image I have is a little bit like if all of us are sons and daughters of God, children of God. The image I have is of a father who's standing up and their child is about sort of about yay tall, about as tall as the top of the chair. And the child begins to speak. And the father bends his ear down to get kind of close and says, let me get down here close to you so I can hear what you're saying. And we say, Father, Dada, Daddy. And that's our prayer. And God, as Father, comes and hears us. And we see God close to us. And then we speak. And so the first thing that I think Jesus starts with is our Father, it's relationship with God. But then he also says, not just my Father or your Father, he says, our Father. And so not only are we drawn into relationship with God as Father, but we're also drawn into relationship with one another. It's not my Father as Jesus is saying, it's not my father that you're praying for. It's our father. It's our father collectively. That means all of us together. All of us together pray to this father. We are together, united in prayer. Our father puts us into relationship with Jesus Christ and with one another. That's why I'm so glad that we're actually in the week, not just individually praying in the journal, but collectively praying throughout the week. You know, when you pray with other people, I've had this experience happen to me in other times in other prayer groups. Sometimes there's something going on in my life, and I can't quite articulate it. But when I'm praying with someone else, they are praying And as I listen in to their prayer, their words are the words of my heart. I'm having a big struggle with a relationship. Maybe I'm having a big struggle with somebody. You know, a season in my life when I was dating, I was having a really hard struggle in a dating relationship. Somebody else in that small group also prayed about their dating relationship. And their words became my words. And I prayed along with them. Our Father, who we pray with, draws us into relationship with one another. And we come alongside one another and pray with one another as well. That's what I love about praying in groups. That's what I love about praying alongside other people. That their prayers and my prayers become our prayers And God knits us together as a community in him. So Jesus opens up with our father, this relationship that we have with God and this relationship that we have with one another. And then he says this word that gets translated in English as us, hallowed be your name. So hallowed, it's kind of a churchy word. It's kind of a Christianese kind of word. But hallowed simply means to honor, 
It means to make holy, to honor, to honor your name. And it basically means that we would proclaim the specialness of God. That we would be attentive to who God is and recognize the specialness of God. So let me give a few examples for what this could be. This hallowing, this honoring, this holying, this this recognizing who God is. I'm just going to say a few things. If I was going to pray this way, I might say something like, thank you, God, for your complete acceptance of me and of us. When other people don't accept me or when other people even reject me, thank you, God, that you don't reject me. That's hallowing God's name. That's recognizing God for who he is and bringing honor. God, thank you for accepting me. Or it might be something like this. God, I just thank you for giving me worth and identity. Thanks, God, for having my worth not be in something I earn or what I achieve or all my striving. God, thanks beyond all my striving. All my striving is going to end in you. Whether I have a job or I don't, whether I'm married or divorced or single, whether I have kids or I don't, whether I'm, you know, whatever, God, thank you that you love me and that you give me worth. That's honoring God's name. Might be on your walk and you're hiking around and you're seeing all this beauty out there and you're going, God, man, this is so beautiful out here. This is so awesome. How incredible that there's sunshine, that the sky is blue, that the trees are out here. God, thank you that you've created this world and that you've created me. That's honoring God. God, you are an awesome creator, God. Thank you. That's what it is to hallow God's name. That's what it is. And so as you pray this week and as you go into your prayer exercises, that's what we're doing. We're coming into relationship with God, our Father. We're coming into relationship with each other, relationships with each other, praying with each other. And then we're honoring God. We're attending to who God is. And we're saying, God, thank you. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being the God who accepts me. Thanks for being the God who loves me. Thank you, God, for being the God who's created me. For the God who's forgiven me about all the stuff that I've done. God, thank you for the community that you've given me for the friendships that you've given me, for providing me with food to eat, clean drinking water, a roof over my head, clothes, shoes. God, thank you. Thank you. We've been surrounded by good gifts from God. So I'm hoping that us as a community, we would be drawn into attending, into attending God. We're going to participate in communion together as a community. We're going to do a couple of things in communion. We're going to have an opportunity to just celebrate again what God did, and I'll take us through the words of that in a little bit. But also during communion, um, 
it's an opportunity for us to be moving around. And in your bulletin, you've got something that looks like this. It's a little sticker. And it says, yes, I'd like to join this prayer group and the 30 days of prayer. And so if you'd like to join one of the groups you're thinking about joining one of the groups, I'd encourage you during communion, and everyone's going to be up moving around for different things, I'd encourage you to just write your name down, your email, and then you can take the sticker off and then stick it on, on one of the groups. I'm going to be over in the Wednesday group, and that's where I'm going to put my sticker. But even if you know you're already going to be in a group, just go ahead and do that today during the time so it just give us a sense as well of where you're going to be. But during communion, go ahead and do that. There's some pens out there also by the side. You want to put your name down. So that's one of the things that we're going to do in communion. But we're also going to actually participate in communion together. And communion, what is communion? Communion. It's with union. Communion. With union that together we would celebrate this act of worship with one another, recognizing that God draws us into community and draws us to community with himself and with one another. So let me pray for us and for communion, and then I'm going to actually take us through the words of institution. Let's pray together.